Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On The Reviews podcast, where if you want it, we review it. My name is DC, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you a ton of movie news, comic book news, and even some TV news as well. Today's the 72nd episode of the podcast, which is happening on August 21st, 2018. So in thumbs up, thumbs down, basically what I do is go over the events of the past week, and basically give the thumbs up, down, whole circle, basically. So the first thing I have here is the future of Fox properties underneath um, the Disney, um, basically, um, banner, basically. So, if you're not noticing, um, haven't heard about it, haven't really listened to this podcast, you would not know that um, not too long ago, Disney was granted the the actual right and ability to um, basically take over Fox properties, buy it over. So, they're buying all the TV properties and all the movie rights as well. So, things like... Um, Kingsman, like um, the Predator series, like um, Deadpool, all, all the X-Men as well, mm-hmm. all the big major Fox properties that you're used to are now owned by Disney. So they all got it back. Um, a lot of fans are happy about this. I'm on the fence about it for the most part just because I like the fact when multiple studios are able to take on these properties and make it um, thrive for the most part. A lot of fans are happy because now the X-Men could become in the, the new cinematic universe for Marvel. I'm okay with them not being in there, but for that aspect alone, a lot of fans are happy about this whole merger. So, what does this mean for a lot of folks? This means that um, a lot of folks that a lot of folks actually in like the properties wise um, are rated R for Fox. So, if you don't know. Disney is not really on the, you know, the cusp of doing a lot of rated R properties. They're more or less doing like PG-13 at most and um, a lot of G-rated properties, a whole lot of family-friendly properties for the most part. So in the next couple of months, maybe even a year, you might see quite a bit of change going on in the the Fox properties, well, Fox slash Disney properties. Um so you might see like rated R movies become like PG thirteen instead, which for me, some movies are okay with that change, and other movies are not that great with it. So I think they're gonna keep um, Deadpool rated R just because a PG thirteen Deadpool is not a good Deadpool. It's you can get away with quite a bit with PG thirteen, but for Deadpool you need you you need that gritty and rawness, and you know if you do a PG thirteen it'll, it'll just weaken the property itself and i think just because it's making quite a bit of money they're not going to touch that at all any properties that haven't made any money whatsoever will more likely get on the chopping block will have things changed about it if it's a good property where the characters are something they can use over they will change it and take it away from there and just make it a little better but i think um properties like deadpool will stay the same I think the X-Men properties, like the New Mutants, I believe they might leave it alone because it's it's gone through quite a bit of its um, production. So I think they might leave it as how it is. And they might have some um, ads to put into it. And um, the, the Jean Grey movie, I believe that's going to stay the same as well. 
I'm not sure if they're going to change it, if they're going to retcon it, if they're going to um, move things around. Um, I, I, at this point in time, I wouldn't change it just because they put in so much money into it that you might as well leave these movies that are on slate on the slate and just keep it like, that way. And anything that's about to go into production, you could change those because you haven't really put too much money into it. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on that one. I, I give it a, a, a thumbs three quarters down just because... I'm not a full fan of the merger, and I saw stuff like this happen where some Fox properties that you might love would now be changed because it's under the 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 parent and family friendly um, Disney, which is it helps out with some aspects, but other aspects it just it doesn't do what it's supposed to be doing. So yeah, that's my thought. And three quarters down for that um, merger, possibly what's going to happen. With the whole um, Fox properties underneath the Disney um, banner, basically. The next thing I have here is um, Jason Bourne TV spinoff. So, for this one, they're doing a spinoff of the Treadstone Treadstone um, property that's underneath the Jason Bourne movies. So, if you haven't watched it, haven't watched any of the movies, how dare you? You should definitely go see it. But... If you have watched it, then you'll notice that there, the Treadstone is an organization that basically birthed Jason Bourne. And they're going to be doing a, a TV property that's going to be kind of cool. And it's going to be um, executive produced by Tim Kring and um, Remin Barrani. Um, they basically did the, the Fahrenheit um, 451 series. And... A lot of their stuff are, are pretty good. Uh, they have some things that are mentioned under his um, wing was the Heroes TV show. And also um, stuff like Burn Notice and Mr. Robot. So if you think about it, if it's anything like Burn Notice, I'll be happy. Just because Burn Notice and the Born series, it felt kind of the same way of sorts. Just that um, Treadstone's to be a lot a lot more on the grittier side than um, Burnos. Because Burnos, it felt like it was, it, it was very, very happy-like. And I want to see a mix between that and Jason Bourne. That'd be kind of cool. And I wouldn't mind not having uh, Matt Damon's character in it. Just because you're going to go all these other sleeper agents that you haven't really talked much about. But are very, very cool. Like the Desh character was very, very awesome. I wouldn't mind seeing more to his character and all the hits that he made and you could do it where you pick another character i think if you're trying to like recast jason Bourne, that's probably the worst thing you could do because in everyone's mind it is the matt damon character the same thing they try to do with um the jeremy renner character jeremy renner character when they did the legacy movie i'd rather just do a different agent of sorts that might cross paths with Jason Bourne in the future. Maybe, you know, do like a name drop at the most, like a picture on, on the TV screen. But for, for anything else, you should definitely just keep it where you just sleep your agents. Just because each agent he went against in an ultimatum just felt like they could have had their own story. And it'd be kind of cool to, to see what goes into it and what exactly happens. Because, you know, Treadstone was the main thing out there like it was this this is a great big organization and to see that they brought characters like jason Bourne out into the world 
I kind of want to see more and see what exactly will come about it. So for me, it's thumbs all the way up just because of the fact that they got Kring to do it and he's had quite a bit of success with these kind of franchises. So it'd be kind of cool to see this. Plus, if um, the shooter gets his own um, series, then why not Treadstone? And I think this will do a whole lot better than um, Shooter in my eyes. The next thing I have here is there's um, talks and interest of a Blumhouse want to take over some other classic um, horror franchises. They mentioned um, they want to take over the Freddy franchise, which would be kind of cool just because Blumhouse is doing an amazing job in the horror genre. I wouldn't be mad if they pursue even more horror um, properties and try to bring them back out. I know they, they're they doing a reboot on the Halloween series, which would be kind of cool. And I, kind of, I can't wait to see what they bring to it, just because a lot of Blumhouse movies are, are definitely rocking and definitely great. Um, the Purge is one of them. Also, Get Out was one of them as well. Um, and those two movies alone did such a great um, job in telling the aspect of horror and putting their different twists and turns to it. So it's not the same movie that comes out every single time. So I I like to see that. And even, well, probably not anytime soon, maybe even the, um, the Jigsaw franchise. Like maybe like in the distant future, possibly. Not right now, because they had like, like 20 of those, which I'm fine with them killing that franchise off for a bit. Um, but in the future, possibly it being under Blumhouse, just because when I think about horror, my first thought is Blumhouse. Even for movies that aren't under Blumhouse, I'm like, oh yeah, Blumhouse. It just it just rolls off the tongue for the most part. So that's the same as when you think about comic movies that you think Marvel for the most part, and then maybe DC, more like Marvel. But you you think about that. So for me, Blumhouse is just the place to be when you're doing a horror um, franchise. So I can't wait to see that. I know Jason Blum is very, very excited to even try to get these other franchises. So you're trying to do a um, Freddy Krueger one or a Pinhead one, which Pinhead is very old school for me. Um, It's like a little bit before my time. And even mentioned that they would like to do um, a a Dark Universe um, take on it as well, which would be kind of cool. Folks who haven't known the Dark Universe, Dark Universe is supposed to be the... The monsters of old, like Frankenstein, uh, the mummy, the visible man, the werewolf. I wouldn't mind seeing something like that from Blumhouse as well. Would it be on the horror side? I, I kind of don't want it full horror, but I do feel that Blumhouse will be able to get its own twist that will make that franchise pop and really, really pop. I know the the mummy movie with Tom Cruise wasn't well received because um, it, to be honest, that movie was okay. It, it could have done a whole lot better. I feel like they're trying to do too much with it and not the simplify it and make it to where, you know, you worry about your property um, and their survivability for the most part. I feel that one it just it wanted to copy everything else that was out there, so. I'm not for that one too much. But if Blumhouse was to say that they want to take over the Dark Universe, I'll be very, very happy for it. Um, Just because a lot of their properties are just amazing. And they have such a a great um, vision for what they want to do. 
And a couple of movies that's actually coming out for um, Blumhouse is the the split sequel, which is called Glass, which you know M Night Shyamalan returns for that one. And I, I can't wait to see what comes about that series as well, just because it's kind of interesting that they want to do a universe with all three of them. So if it looks good, if it feels good, then I'll be all right. And you know, and I'll, I'll be. I'll be copacetic with it. So for that one, I give it a, a thumbs up all the way up for me on that one. The next thing I have here is um, there's supposed to be a a green lit for the Singles Day movie. Um, it's supposed to be a China set rom com, which um, it only picked up just because Crazy Rich Asians did so well in the box office and commercially, um, critically speaking, for the most part. Um, I'm I'm not really sure though. It feels like it's doing it's doing the same route as the the Valentine's Day movie did, which those movies were okay. And I don't want to make it to where now they try to remake what they did with this with this crazy rich Asians movie and try to you know do for a Singles Day. I feel like that's what happened with the other franchise where their first movie hit well. And then the others just fell to the wayside because it 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 had connectivity between all of them, but at the same time it was just one of those things where they could have done without it. And you know, striking while the iron is hot is good, but sometimes you need to know that some properties are not meant to come out to light, basically. So um I kinda wanna see this one not go to theaters. If they do something like um like a direct to DVD slash Netflix, I wouldn't mind that because that would be that'd be kind of cool. But I feel like they're gonna bring it to the big screen and they're gonna try to figure out what they want to do with it. Just it, it just it just feels weird and this it seems weird to me that they want to do a singles day movie and who will be the characters that they place in that um will it continue with um its um own presence or just it feels this weird it's, I, I don't know for me it's a thumbs um thumbs middle just because I'm 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 kind of optimistic of this movie just because the crazy rich Asians did so well and it's kind of fun it wasn't it was kind of cliche of a movie but it was fun on the way it took it basically so for me yeah thumbs middle is definitely what I would give this um coming turn events you know hearing that they're gonna do a, a like a spin-off kind of movie kind of, not really a spin-off like a and a next movie that's kind of like this movie here it just feels weird but yeah thumbs middle for that one the next thing i have here is um steven amell debuted his beard for season seven of cw's arrow tv show so if you haven't watched, if you haven't watched the Arrow series, series, I'm sorry, series, um, then you will see that most of the series he hasn't had a beard except for one episode where they went to the um future, and it was an old man Ali and he had like a a very old man beard in that one, but for the most part, Oliver Queen, this franchise here, is normally like uh, five o'clock shadow or clean shaven. Uh, which is fine because you know there's many iterations of the Arrow um, character where he has you know stubble and on um, clean face, but a lot of folks are 
are wanting the big beard and the, the Van Dyke beard. So this one, um, if you go on the website that's linked onto this page as well, you can see the, his beard. It looks like he has not a Van Dyke, but close enough to it. It's a, a semi like medium beardish kind of thing, which makes him look kind of cool. I see his hair was um, shaven as well, which wouldn't be bad. I kind of want to see what happens to him because he's supposed to be in jail right now. So I want to see if he keeps the beard or if they get rid of it halfway through the season. You know, sometimes they might say, oh, we don't want it and get rid of it. I know that Steven doesn't want the beard just because he's he's not a complete fan of the Van Dyke, which for me, this, I, I feel like the Van Dyke is, you know, synonymous with the Green Arrow character. Um, if you want to be semi-comic book accurate, then you'll definitely keep it. So for me, I, I would definitely say keep the beard, get used to it for a little bit, keep it for at least a season, and then cut off afterwards if you really want to. Um, but to have it for like an episode or two would just suck. Hopefully it keeps it for majority of the season, and hopefully folks comment on it. Hopefully folks will say, oh, you got a beard. Like I want to see what The Flash will say when he sees him in the crossover. Um, will he be excited? Will you not be excited? I know for me... I'm a beard guy, so I typically will wear a beard instead of, you know, clean shaven. Like, I'd rather beards because, you know, that's just my thing, you know. But, yes, keep beards just because beards are fun. You can shape it up, do different things to it. So, for, for me, thumbs up for Stephen Amell keeping the beard, at least for this picture. Um, hopefully, he keeps it for, us, for the season. Who knows? But hopefully, he will. The next thing I have here is the Widow's Chiller. So this movie is, this movie is actually star-studded. It has quite a bit of people. It has Viola Davis, has um, um, Michelle Rodriguez. It has um, guy who plays everything. That's kind of angry. No, <laughs> I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Really can't. Um, but yes, he's in there for a quick, 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 quick second. And I'll definitely remember it in a second. Um, Colin Farrell, um, Robert Duvall, John Berthal. Um, did not did I see John Berthal? Oh, I guess he is in this movie. Yes, I have watched this trailer, but I never realized John Berthal was in it. I guess he's in like for a second or two. Um, the person I remember is supposed to be Liam Neeson. Can't remember why I can't remember his name for a quick second. But yes, all these characters are in there. Um, it's quite star-studded movie. Um, Daniel Kalula is in there as well. Um, so it's kind of cool to see him in there too. So it's, it's kind of dope. Um, I give this trailer a thumbs up. It feels like set it off meets, um, oceans eight. And that's a good thing. I could be honest. That's a very, very good thing. Um, you see his character, you see Viro Davis's character trying to take on the load of her recently passed away husband. And, it's definitely great. You see them trying to pull off the heist that was left behind. It just it feels like a great movie, and hopefully it doesn't suck. Because it could suck. It really could. It could just overreach and won't do so well. But hopefully, you know, with Viral Davis, that her character comes out well, that she brings everyone together, and no one drops a ball too hard. Because I haven't seen 
Michelle Rodriguez too much in the last couple of years. So hopefully she comes back strong and does well in this franchise as well. Um, I could see this being more than one movie. I really could just because depends on what kind of debt she's in. She could just do this one big thing and then something happened where, you know, she has to go back and do another one. I would like to see that. Hopefully there's like a widow's two in theaters in the future. So the next thing I have here is the Christopher Pine movie, which is supposed to be coming to Netflix in November. I believe it's November. Yeah, November. Um, it's supposed to be um, Outlaw King. So Chris Pine plays a Outlaw King named Robert the Bruce. And he basically fights against King Edward the First, um, which is kind of cool. I can be honest, the trailer itself... Looked pretty dope. Um, I was very, very hyped when I saw it. And I, I don't really get hyped about these movies. It's just one of those things where sometimes it can um, be kind of draw after a while. Just because there's, you know, the Lord of the Rings series, which is amazing. Then you have um, the Robin series, which hopefully is not the same kind of thing. But it's basically, you know, the comeuppance of this one character. Uh, I like to see what this movie would come out with. And the fact that it's going to Netflix is probably the best movie it could have done. If it was coming to theaters, I'd probably not been excited for it. Just because Robin Hood is coming out as well. So I, I'd rather they not both come out and, you know, it feels like the same kind of movie. So it coming out on Netflix is probably the best movie it could have done for itself. And, you know, it, it should do it should do well, to be honest. It really should do well. The next thing I have here is... A movie that I'm not exactly excited for, but it seems like it's been going for quite some time now. I never even noticed that there's these many movies for it. Um, the next thing I'm talking about is Sharknado 6. I did not notice there are six movies of these Sharknados. I thought they would go to like four, maybe. Because I only think I watched like the first three. And then I stopped watching because it started becoming too reckless and too crazy. And I was like, yeah, I, I can't do it. So, I watched this trailer, and I gave it a thumbs middle, only because it's doubling down on what ridiculousness it has, which I can only respect it just because Sharknado is one of the series where you expect the sharks to be outrageous, you expect them to do crazy stunts, you expect them to do things that are non-believable, and I think it's kind of like winking at itself every, every single time it does it, which... I guess it's gold because there's six of them. Um, you wouldn't see any movies like that come out through number six, and it's horrible. Even if you want to say Transformers is one of those movies, it's it made a lot of money. So I'm shocked and surprised Sharknado actually came out with six of these movies. And it says it's supposed to be the final movie. Who knows? It depends on you know if this one does well or if there's the mission returns and... And this one is probably like the last legs before they start to not break even for the most part. But for me, I give it a thumbs in the middle just because I don't want to watch it. But from the trailer, it seems like it's following what it's done in the last past movies and advance on it, basically. But yeah, for me, I, I don't think I'm going to watch this movie. I don't think I am. So in the next and probably final trailer I have for this um, section of Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down is um, the final trailer for Night School. 
which I could be honest was hilarious. Uh, this trailer really made me want to see Night School right now. So it it's done its job. It brought you in. It really wants you to watch this movie. It brought a great light and a great vision towards um, Night School. So Tiffany Haddish, amazing. I think my favorite scene will be the MMA scene, just because to think about that kind of way to teach someone is actually outrageous, but hilarious at the same time. Uh, I couldn't imagine anyone learning anything in that kind of environment, but the way how they played off each other, Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish, I, I can see great things from this movie and potentially seeing like a night school too and getting like another character that needs to go through night school. That'd be kind of dope. But for this one here, it really made me want to see a movie. I'm really hyped to go see it. I can't wait for September to come so I can actually go watch this movie. And I wish I had like a, a snippet more. But for what the trailer needed to get done, it did well. And it's, it wrapped it up nicely. It really did its job. I really want to go see this movie. So that's it for Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down. Um, there's only one movie that's coming to theaters this week. Which is the Happy Time Murder. Er. Um, yeah. This movie is definitely coming out this week. Uh, I give it a hard pass. Just because if you click on the, the link and see the trailer. It's it's a Red Band trailer. It's a uh, it's very Sesame Street kind of um, puppet tree of sorts. And it's rated R. Which... It, it really disturbed me. I can be honest. It felt like the Sausage Party with um, live action. And Sausage Party really disturbed me. Like halfway through. It, it it took a turn. And I was like, wow, this is this is bad. So I feel like this movie's going to be the same kind of way. Uh, I've heard a couple of folks wanted to go see it. For me, i I rather not. It, just, it feels like it's not going to be funny enough for me. Plus, I have a thing about Melissa McCarthy and her her falling over gag, it just, it, it getting old for me. It really is. Hopefully she finds some other role that doesn't piss me off where, you know, she keeps on falling, injuring herself. It just, it feels like the same stick over and over again. So you include that with, um, Sesame Street puppeteers or puppets. And just, you have, you have craziness in shoes. It really does. It just, it feels like it's going to be extremely over the top and it feels like it's going to be distasteful. Um, to be honest. So, um, that's all I have for this episode. Um, you can find us on all social medias. On Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, iTunes, at Bring On Reviews. You can find us on Twitter, at Bring On Reviews. No, the not one. You can use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any comments, personal reviews, and suggestions you might have. You can even visit the website, which is bringonreviews.com for any movie reviews and even this podcast as well. If you love watching TV shows, enjoy watching movies, therefore you should definitely put your voice out there and start writing some reviews. If you want to write for reviews for this website, please email me at info at bringonthereviews.com and use the subject line, I want to join the review team. Um, besides that, you can also send in any questions and inquiries you might have to that same email address as well. Do find me on social media. On Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at Dwight Ant C. That's D W I G H T A N T C. Again, that's D W I G H T A N T C. 
Or if you want to email me directly, you can email me at dc at bringonorreviews.com. And we'll catch your viewers next time.